0: Hi everyone, it's Bob Tulio. Welcome to Automatic Merchandisers, Vending and OCS Nation, the podcast for the convenience services industry. Today's topic, Brynn Tillman, the LinkedIn Whisperer, shares some very specific social selling strategies just for Vending and OCS Nation listeners. To be fair, she does not call herself the LinkedIn Whisperer. That's my name for her. As she puts it, She started out as a card-carrying salesperson. Now, Bryn Tillman is the world's foremost expert in LinkedIn engagement, and her strategies are proven.
1: When I saw LinkedIn, I recognized this solved my biggest problem. I loved the business that came through clients, the client referrals, even the center of influence referrals. And now I had the opportunity to control that. So I can search my connections, connections, identify who they know that I want to meet, have a conversation with them, and leverage my warm market, my social proximity to my buyers in order to start conversations at a higher level of credibility where I am not starting from, hi, my name is Brent Tillman and I'm calling from Social Sales Link and we help companies just like you. Right, I don't ever want to do that again. What I want to do is just say, "Hey, I was chatting with Bob. He he mentioned that you know he's known you for years, and he thought I might be able to bring some value to the table." And I go, "I love Bob. I'm gonna take her call because that's the way it works."
0: Sure. The fact is, people in my industry, what they tend to post is stuff that basically shows their great work pats their employees on the back for a job, well done. It's a lot of enhancement within the industry. I I just don't see the engagement piece there. How do we apply that type of strategy, trying to reach office managers and facility managers, trying to get people to come to you, and maybe through your five-step framework for mastering LinkedIn for social selling? How do we tie that all together?
1: The first piece is we have to stop sharing the content we want them to consume and start sharing the content that they want to consume it's like the golden rule for linkedin we want to tell them all the great things about us and they don't care so the people that engage are our employees and our current clients which okay if that's what you're after it's not bad you're that's your but if you're looking to use linkedin for social selling we have to start identifying what matters to them and, and which actually is number two in the five step framework, which is social listening. So I'm, I'll come back to that. Let's go through the five step framework. Just know that number two solves that problem of, you know, the, I just keep sharing all the great stuff about us because I love, want you to think that we're great. So I'm going to keep telling you that we're great. And, and actually that fits into the first step of the five-step framework, building out your value centric profile. That's not a me centric profile. This is about the value that you bring to the table. And we do this by being a resource rather than just constantly telling them how great we are actually help them. Bring value to the conversation. What we want is for them to say, oh my gosh, I got so much from this profile. I can't imagine how great the conversation's going to be. Because the job of this profile is to earn you that conversation. Now, number two is social listening. But social listening is identifying what your current clients, your best current clients, what do they look like? What do they care about? What are they talking about? Who are their clients? What content are they sharing or engaging on? Like it's really learning about them. And then you may say, well, I only want to talk about my stuff. Well, you're in the wrong place, right? This is really about what do they care about? Now, I'm not saying if you sell telephone systems and they're sharing grandma's recipes that you need to talk about grandma's recipes. But (laughs) what you need to do is take a look at what is their role? How does what you do impact what they do? And what content is out there that could be helpful that eventually will lead to your solution, but you're not leading with your solution. You're starting a conversation around a topic that's not a pitch.
0: So right? it's it's a very patient approach, obviously. It's something that you're cultivating over a period of time. And I think people have a hard yeah. time with that. I mean, how many times, I, I can tell you, Hundreds of times I've connected with someone. I said, Oh, I think this person might be of value. They connect with me, and within 30 seconds, I'm being sold.
1: Yuck. And you know, they may have had an opportunity that they just lost. They're actually hurting themselves. It's not even a neutral thing. You know, the bottom line, right, is you've got to slow down your outreach to speed up your outcome. There's no easy button for building rapport. There's no easy building, easy button for building trust-based conversations. It's not, well, the easy button is that you're referred in and all of a sudden that's the trust base. When you are going cold and you connect and pitch, it's a bait and switch.
0: Now yeah. let's talk about your buyers, your prospects. Should I be connecting with every prospect that I come in contact with?
1: What is come in contact? I talk to them on the phone? Yes. Okay. Is con- is, that they engaged on my content? Sure, but I, I don't want to connect with everyone. Okay. I want to look at them, and I want to say, if I were in a networking meeting and they came up and shook my hand, would I want a conversation with them? The answer is yes, yes. Okay. Connect. Okay. If the answer is I'd rather be go- rather go over there for the bean dip, then you can reply <laughs> nicely, right? Thank you so much for your connection. Requests typically only connect with people I know may ask, hey, found me, and then ignore them. If they come back, it'll come back in your inbox. You can have a nice, pleasant conversation with ever really connecting.
0: From the proactive side, from the salesman side, though, should I be connecting with every potential prospect out there as far as if I've had any contact or any connection or I have any content to offer them in the course of that connection note?
1: Yeah, that's too broad. So, no. Okay. I I mean, we've got to slow down our outreach to speed up the outcome. Maybe we take a look at their specialty. Maybe we find a piece of content or a podcast. We look at who they follow and say, Hey, I know you're a big fan of Brene Brown. So am I. I. Recently heard her on a podcast on this topic. If you're interested, let's connect. I'm happy to send you a link. Fine. That's around what they care about. But again, we're slowing this down. We're not starting with us. There's a a dozen two dozen three dozen ways to personalize the connection right pretend you are in a networking room with these people there is a human on the other side of this message that is consuming your words from a human perspective right so if you would not say this to them when you are eyeball eyeball kneecap to kneecap don't say it on linkedin
0: okay that makes sense Let's go to number three. You talk about in, in your in your five-step framework, you talk about leading your buyers to your solutions by writing and sharing contact that gets them thinking differently about their current situation and excited to talk to you.
1: That's How, did, how easy is that? Um, it's easier than you think, right? So a couple of things. So engage with insights is there's kind of a three, it's kind of a three-legged stool, right? There's, Engage with your commentary on other people's posts or on collaborative articles, which is now available on LinkedIn to everyone. And it's incredible. You don't have to come up with the idea, you're commenting and engaging on ideas that other people have started. Number two, curating content, finding ungated content out in the world that your buyers are going to care about. And then you writing your perspective around that and number three is creating content now a lot of people think it's hard to do this but i will tell you in today's world it's never been easier i'm going to give you quick steps really to create content number one get on zoom and record yourself for three to five minutes on one topic now you have you have a a video that you can upload really three minutes and stop on your topic if you have checked the transcription you now got your own transcription Mm -hmm. So grab that, put it in chat GPT say, write me a blog post for LinkedIn using the following transcript only. Do not research. Paste your transcript. You have your blog post in your words with a topic that you can use or, or ask it to, for another topic. And you can now go into LinkedIn articles and you post a blog post. You could go in and ask it, create a LinkedIn poll based on the content and it'll create a poll for you
0: well you're gonna put me out of business Bren you know it, how, how does a content developer supposed to exist with this kind of competition today you know
1: oh uh, sorry well you know what the key though it's asking the right questions a lot of folks don't Absolutely. know how to interview and really what it comes down for you guys is it, the differentiator is you know exactly how to pull the magic out of someone. Yeah, A thought leader might have some ideas, but then they go on and the camera gets turned on and they stare into oblivion. The other sure. thing that ChatGPT can't do that you can do is really uh, hone it to the relationship side. Mm-hmm. So it can, it, although it, 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 there's things that are much easier, we still need the, again, just like LinkedIn you can't automate it. You can't completely automate your content, but it does get you started. And when you have someone like you, you turn that content into real social selling content that gets to the heart. So it it it's a band-aid right yeah. now for content.
0: So you talked about number four here, taking inventory of your existing connections to identify the client's prospects and referral partners that you've been ignoring. So what does that mean? That means you sit down, you take a look and say, I've got resources here. I've just got to reach out to these people.
1: Yeah, you could take Inventor in two ways. You can export your connections, which is pretty simple to do. You request it through your privacy and settings, and you get it in an Excel spreadsheet, and you can create a column and categorize them, you know, clients, prospects, referral partners, and so forth. Mm -hmm. Or you could search them on LinkedIn. And yes, you have great search filters in the free LinkedIn. People don't realize this. But if you click on the search bar and hit enter, there's all kinds of filters that will open up your world. But by the way, if you don't have good content to reach out to someone cold, you, you don't earn the right to have the conversation. You need thought leadership. You need something that's compelling, that does five things. And I'm sure you do this in your content but it resonates with your buyer. It creates curiosity. It teaches them something new that gets them thinking differently about their current solution and creates a compelling moment where they raise their hand and say, okay, I'm ready to talk. That's what the content needs to do when you are reaching out to these folks.
0: That makes sense. And basically what your ideal end game is for somebody who's in sales is you'd love to see that prospect reaching out directly to you when they have the need?
1: Well, I want to start a conversation now. Okay. And the compelling moment could be simply a like or a comment, mm-hmm. but it's on us. It's yeah. like they wave across the room. It's on us to walk over. Okay. And say okay. hello.
0: My favorite strategy of yours, and it and actually came from Sally Joe, and I've, I've written about this before, and I, I just keep Telling these operators that this is what they need to do, and that is to receive targeted introductions from your clients and centers of influence, and you know, go in there, bring in a list. Is there anything more effective than saying, "Can you please connect me to these people who you know
1: very well?" We've moved slightly to permission to name drop. Okay, we want we want volume, and it's really hard to ask a client for volume. But if we go through a client's list and they have 30, 40 people we want to meet. Mm -hmm. What I want to say is, hey, I'm going to be reaching out to these folks in a couple of weeks, but before I do, can I run them by you really quickly and ask you who you think I should talk to? And then uh, 30 names might become eight or 10. Sure. Of the eight or 10, I may say, is there anyone on this list you'd feel comfortable introducing me to? And it might be one or two. And then uh, of the other eight, is it okay when I reach out and I mentioned, you're my happy client. You thought I should talk to them. And then I reach out and I say, hey, Bob, Sally Jo Lamont and I were chatting the other day. Your name came up in our conversation. I've been working with her for the the last you know, 10 years. Uh, sure. you know, uh, and she thought I should reach out and introduce myself. If you're open, let's connect and we'll set up a quick introduction call. If you connect, thanks for connecting. Please share with me your preferred way to set up a call. If it happens to be via Calendar link, here's mine.
0: Sure. It's It's brilliant. It it really is good. So, so I'm in the, in my industry and I'm, I'm telling somebody you really do need to connect with Bryn. What's Bryn going to do for somebody who comes to you and says, all right, help me get business the easy way. I'm tired of cold calling. What can you do for me, Bryn?
1: We do have a, a 12 week on demand program that comes with two days a week of group coaching so Tuesdays at 10 a.m. and Thursdays at 1 p.m. We meet with a group. Sometimes it's big, sometimes it's little. And you come in and you ask your questions and we help write your scripts, build your searches, help you with your conversations, with your content. It's a great program. And it's us at socialsaleslink.com LSA.
0: You talk about how the buyer's journey has changed.
1: Yeah. I've always, I've been in sales since I, you know, since I graduated college. I was at an inbound sales center for Dun and Bradstreet. They had to call us and ask us questions. There was no place to go, and we had conversations with them. And we said, "Well, let me learn a little bit about what your your decision is, and I can lead you in the right direction to the right product." We don't have that luxury anymore. They're doing their own research. They're watching YouTube. They're you know they're looking up content. They're on it long before you even know. And that's why that content, the right content, the content that's compelling, that's going to help them to truly attract, teach, and engage the right audience early enough in the sales process is the winner. You're the one that's impacting their research. And Corporate Visions did a study. 74% of buyers chose the company or sales rep that was first to provide value and insight. Three quarters of the people are working with the people that influenced them first, not that had the lowest price. So, you know, that, that's the significant shift in the buyer's journey. I'm not getting the phone call. They're researching, and if I'm the one that's compelling, that's getting them to go, ooh, I want that, and I earn the right for them to reach out to me, I will get the sale. So that's the difference. We need to be where the buyer is, which is online consuming insights that will help them make their decision.
0: So it certainly pays to be a thought leader.
1: You can't not be one today. If you're in business development, and it's not just for the C-suite, The individual sales rep needs to be the thought leader because people do business with people.
0: Bryn, thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time to be with us.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: That's it for now. As you know, we have moved to three episodes a month, the first, third, and fourth Tuesday of each month. So please subscribe to Vending in OCS Nation if you haven't already so you do not miss an episode. In the next episode of Vending in OCS Nation, We will sit down with a woman in our industry who has been on an interesting journey as an operator, a philanthropist, and a coffee roaster. Melissa Brown from WellBean Coffee. Thanks for listening. Until next time, I'm Bob Tulio.